1: Talk Recorded live. He me, and
2: he Salvation on Calvary. Amen. Amen. Miss Father God, in the precious holy name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for a good day today. Thank you for your people all over the world. Thank you for what you've created for us. Thank you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. We appreciate you, we adore you, we magnify you, we exalt you, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will help us sleep well tonight and start a new morning tomorrow. Help us to do better at work or at school or anywhere. Help us with all of our problems, O God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ our strength and our Redeemer, our Lord and our Savior, our guide and our protector. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. We are working on our topic today, those God foreknew. Those God foreknew. And we want to take a look briefly tonight at the book of Romans chapter 11 with a special focus on verse 2. Romans chapter 11. Verse 2 from the New International Version. Our scripture read. God did not reject his people. Whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah? How he appealed to God against Israel. Once again, God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel, working from our theme, those what God foreknew. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We thank you for the privilege of worshiping you one more time. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you open our minds tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Forgive us of our sins which we have grievously committed against against you. Speak to us, Heavenly Father, that we might hear your good, pleasing, and perfect will. These and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Let God's people say amen. For those of God foreknew, we had an opportunity earlier today to look at and to understand reality that our God knows everything past, present, and future, that there is nothing that happens to us, has happened to us, or is going to happen to us that God does not know, that is not a part of our destiny. It's not a wise question to ever ask. Why did this happen to me or why did this happen in my marriage or why did this happen on my job or in my church? It's not a wise question because anything that happens to us. It was a part of our destiny. It was a part. God knew it was going to happen to us before he ever created us what is happening to you, what is happening to me, what has happened to you, what has happened to me. God knew before he ever created us that we were going to experience that. Whatever that is, good or bad, right or wrong, God already knew. So we we are operating from the premise and the understanding that Our God knows everything, past, present, and future. Now, as we look at Romans chapter 11 and verse 2, the question is being asked by the author, you know, or the statement is being made, that God did not reject his people. Now, now keep something in mind, children of God. God does not reject his people, but rather there are times when his people, come on somebody, reject him. My prayer and my hope and my, my appeal to you Let us not reject God. He will never reject us, but we can reject him, you know. And at the end of the day, if we continue to reject him and reject him and reject him, at some point, he will have to reject us, you see. God look at the Bible says God did not reject his people. Well, what happened with the nation of Israel? Nation of Israel kept rejecting God. God want his people to do things this way. His people want to do things that way. God wanted his people to come out. His people wanted to stay in. God wanted his people to stay in. His people wanted to come out. His people The nation of Israel, and that's symbolic of us today, kept wanting to do things contrary to the way that God wanted things done. Now, if we continue, you know, God is left with no option but to reject us. Uh, And what the Lord is bringing to my spirit is... I put our schedule for the Christian-centered church worldwide uh, East and West Africa programs. I I sent it to uh, Christian-centered church worldwide members around the world, and I put it uh, on Facebook in bold letters for many of the saints who worshiped with us and who followed the ministry last time as we traveled. And one young man sent to me, he said, Apostle, he said, uh, he didn't want me to come to Ghana. And I said, you know, I I was like, what is the problem? He said, Apostle, false prophets and false apostles have done much harm in this country. And I said, well, my brother, I said, don't you worry about those who are false. You focus your attention on those who are true. And you follow those who are true. He said, wow, he asked me, he said, Apostle, why does God allow them uh, to do what they are doing? They have called, and I'm having to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly he said, why they have caused much harm in this country and they've caused a lot of harm. I said, well, I said, I understand this. God is allowing them time and space to repent because God doesn't want to send anybody to hell God is allowing them he's he's giving time and space and and, and opportunities for individuals to repent this is why Noah was able to preach 120 years before He went into the ark. It's not God's will that anyone should perish. So so it's not that God is giving us more time to do wrong and to do bad. Rather, God is giving us more time, come on, children of God, to repent and to get right. See, God sends his prophets, God sends his apostles. To preach and proclaim righteousness so that we can take the opportunity to get things right um, before God has to bring judgment. Now, what is in my spirit is something I would do when I was a school teacher and we would have a test. I would give the students, even though they were supposed to study while they were at home or uh, during last night, I would give the students 10 or 15 minutes worth of study time before the test. Well, I didn't give them that time to talk to their neighbor about what they had done yesterday or what they were planning to do. That time was given for a specific reason. You say, Apostle, what does this mean to me? God has given you and I this time and this thing called life for a specific reason. For you and I to hear as much from God as we possibly can. And for you and I to do as much for God as we possibly can. God did not reject his people. God says, if you think I rejected my people, you got it backwards. Whom he foreknew. Now, here's the thing. God does not reject people even though he knows what they're going to do. He still gives them an opportunity. Now, we know that if the rejection continues and continues and continues, God is left with no choice. But God works very hard to try and give men and women an opportunity to get it right. I pray for every soul under the sound of my voice We will use our time, our energy, and our effort. To get it right. Scripture says. Don't you know what the scripture says. In the passage. About Elijah. How he. Or Elijah. Appealed to God. Against Israel. Now watch this now. Because Elijah. Was very upset with what he was seeing. Out of the. Israelites. But there was something. Something. This great prophet had to realize. And sometimes, you know, in our generation or in our dispensation, we have to realize this same thing. Look at verse 3. Elijah said to God, Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have torn down your altars. I am the only one left. Now, God is listening to Elijah, and they are trying to kill me. Elijah has three out of four things correct, but one thing that he had incorrect, God has to straighten him out on. All right, let's look at it. Lord, they have killed your prophets. That was correct the Israelites at that time, they killed a number of the Lord's prophets. Went down the Lord's altars. That was correct. The Israelites went to false worship, uh, uh, false God worship. That was correct. Said they're trying to kill me too. That was true. They were trying to kill Elijah. King Ahab was trying to kill him. But Elijah said, I am, I am the only one left. And I want to encourage you, child of God, because this is a trick of the adversary. To try and make us feel like we are the only one left. When God has always got a remnant. God has always got some people that want to serve him. Always has some people that want to live for him. We may not know him. We may not see him. Elijah didn't know and didn't see, but God who sees everything had to answer him and let him know that he still had 7,000 who had not bowed down to Baal, which was the false God that many individuals
2: were Worship
0: Bible says in verse 4. And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself. God always reserves. Some people. For himself. Regardless of what men and women may do. Regardless of what men and women may not do. God has always got some people. For himself. God says, I've reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to bear. Now, we want to deal with this briefly, and we're going to close because we're not going to be very long tonight.
1: Elijah loved God, but from
0: his vantage point he didn't see a lot of other people that loved God. To him it seemed like he was what? All alone or by himself. There was a lot of false God worship in the land at that time much like today. There was a lot of uh, things that were being done by the Israelites that God was not pleased with, like today. There was a lot of things had just gotten all out of whack, and Elijah felt that he was by himself. Now, and this is where we have to be careful, children of God, because what happened with Elijah with this feeling of being by himself and being alone and the only one left, he was praying that he might die. So, so when we don't have a full revelation, we can be praying the wrong stuff. Elijah didn't have a full revelation. He didn't know about this 7,000 that God had reserved for himself. He didn't know about this 7,000 that hadn't bowed a knee to build. So so because of an improper revelation, he was praying the wrong prayers. May you and I, because of an improper revelation, May we not pray the wrong prayers. See, the important thing about prayers, prayers need to be in accordance with proper revelation. Let me say this again. Prayers need to be in accordance with proper revelation. Because if not, we can be praying the wrong stuff. Um and what the Lord is flashing my spirit and we're about to we're about to go, children of oh God. Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 up around verse 21. Bible says from this time Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer. Many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. And that he must be killed. And on the third day, raised to life. Peter took him aside. When Peter heard this revelation from God, Peter took God aside. Jesus was God. He took God aside and said, never, Lord. He told the Lord, never. He told the Lord, it's not going to go like that. It's not going to be like that. Sometimes if we are not careful, we'll be telling the Lord. The Lord has told us what is going to happen or how things are going to go. or what. And if we're not careful, we will allow our Fleshly feelings, fleshly thoughts, fleshly will to get in the way and we actually start coming against the Lord, whether in prayers, whether in sermons, whether in teachings, whether in, in we're coming against it. So now it's not like Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will be done, but Thy will be done. But now. What we are saying, if we are not careful, is not thy will be done, but my will be done. My prayer. Every soul under the sound of my voice, that we will keep it. Thy will be done. Oh, Lord, your will be done. Not my will, but your will. You know. Listen, prayer is not necessarily about what we want. But it's about
1: what God wants. Jesus always prayed in
0: line or in accordance with the will of the Father. And see, this is why sometimes people get into vain repetitions or get into prayers that don't get answered. Because God be sitting back saying, I never intended to do that. Peter could have prayed all he wanted that Jesus wouldn't die on the cross. And that prayer would not have been answered. Why? Because God, we're talking about our topic, those God, what God foreknew that this is what was going to happen. So what has to happen with us, children of God, we have got to find out. Scripture tells us to find out what the Lord's will is so that we can pray in accordance with God's will. Is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Find out what God's will is. Find out what God wants to do, what God is going to do, what what God's plan is, so we can pray in accordance with the will of God, so that we are not praying against the will of God. What was God's answer to him? God said, I have reserved for myself 7,000. Who have not bowed a knee to bear? In other words God said look Elijah. You do not have a proper revelation. Of who is serving me. You do not have a proper revelation. As to who is left. In. This. Walk with me.
1: So. Let us. Hear from God before we start asking God, before we start requesting
0: of God, before we start making statements and and let us hear from God. God said I got seven thousand. You talking about you alone, you feel all alone, you feel like nobody Nobody
1: loves you. Nobody is with you. God said, I got 7,000. So, too, at the present time, the writer of, of Romans
0: lets us know there is a remnant chosen by grace. God has got some people. Now, we might see a lot of hypocrisy. You might see a lot of phoniness. We might see it. We might see all these type of things. But God says at the present time, even God says right today, I have a remnant. What? Chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, if it was based on works solely, Grace will no longer be grace. What then? What the people of Israel sought so earnestly, they did not obtain. The elect among them did. But others were hard. You say, apostle, what are you trying to let us to know tonight? There's only two types of people in this world. There is the elect, those who are chosen by God, those that God what foreknew, and everybody else that is hardened. But children, God, one of the tests one of the tests for people to find out. You you say, I wonder if I'm if I'm the elect, or whether I am, I've been hardened. Every one of us, as a human being, should want to know: Am I a part of the elect, or have I, or I'm a part of this this group that is hardened? How do you respond to sound doctrine? Sound doctrine is our litmus test. See, they can test, you know, different chemicals to find out how much alcohol, or to find out how much. Uh, alkaline, something is. They got litmus test. It'll let you know whether this is mostly, uh, you know, what a substance is. Sound doctrine is our litmus test. It'll let us
1: know whether we are elect, part of the elect, or whether we have been hardened.
0: If we cannot endure sound doctrine. Bible says in the last days, men will not endure sound doctrine. If you cannot endure sound doctrine, that's a good indicator that you're part of the hardened group. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice and even those that are not, is that we will endure sound doctrine and be a part of the elect. Be a part of that remnant that God has that has been chosen by grace. Bible says in the last days men would not endure. I mean they I mean you know God said they they might start out with it, but they can't hold out with sound doctrine. Sound doctrine
1: is much like uh I'm trying to think of a movie where
0: uh, there was certain th- that let you know if characters were real or they pr- or pretending to be something. Uh, can anyone think of a, a movie like that? That that there was some type of something that they they looked like everybody else. They they behaved much like everybody else, but this. Little test. Let you know what you really had. Uh, I can't think of one, but just think of this, children of God. Remember, this sound doctrine is our is the test. You know, sound doctrine, because sound doctrine will draw the line between those. Who are the elect
1: and those who have been hardened? May we not be a part of the hardened humanity and endure sound doctrine? God foreknew those he foreknew. Let's see. God already foreknows the elect and the heart. May God bless you and heaven smile on you. Let me have a second.
2: Precious, holy name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for a good broadcast today. Thank you for your creations. Thank you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. Thank you for your people all over the world. We bless you. We adore you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We exalt you. And we praise you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for a good night's sleep and a new morning tomorrow. We pray that you... Will keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Help us to our vacation tomorrow of our problems. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our Redeemer, our shield and our buckler, our Lord and our Savior, guide and protector. Amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at the Christian Center Church at gmail.com. Check out our website at HTTPS colon forward slash, forward slash THADFG.wixsite.com forward slash, TCCCWW. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's BreeCast, YouTube and iTunes at 9am 6pm daily. On TalkShoe call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk you homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.